Chapter eighty two of the Headless Horseman. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Headless Horseman, a strange tale of Texas by Maine Reed. Chapter eighty two. A queer parcel. The backwoodsman, after emerging from the thicket, proceeded as leisurely along the trail as if he had the whole day before him and no particular motive for making haste and yet one closely scrutinizing his features might there have observed an expression of intense eagerness that accorded with its nervous twitching in the saddle and the sharp glances from time to time cast before him he scared designed to look upon the sign left by calhoun it could read out of the corner of his eye as to following it the old mare could have done that without him it was not this knowledge that caused him to hang back for he would have preferred keeping calhoun in sight but by doing this the latter might see him and so frustrate the end he desired to attain to this end was of more importance than any acts that might occur between and to make himself acquainted with the latter zeb stump trusted to the craft of his intellect rather than the skill of his senses advancing slowly and with caution but with that constancy that ensures good speed he arrived at length on the spot where the mirage had made itself manifest to calhoun zeb saw nothing of this it was gone and the sky stretched down to the prairie the blue meeting the green in a straight unbroken line he saw however what excited him almost as much as the spectre would have done two sets of horse tracks going together those that went after being the hoof marks of calhoun's new horse of which zeb had already taken the measure about the tracks underneath he had no conjecture at least as regarded their identification these he knew as well as if his own mare had made them the skunks had a find were the words that escaped him as he sate gazing upon the double trail it don't foller from that he continued in the same careless drawl that he has made a catch and yet who knows dern me if he mountain't there's lots of chances for his doin it the mustang may a let him come close up seein as if he ridin one of his own sort and if it did eh if it did what the dernation am i standin here for there ain't no time to be wasted in shiller shallerin ef he should grup that critter and get what he wants from it then i mount whistle for what i want ithout the ghost of a chance for gettin it i must make a better rate of speed gee up old girl and see if ye can't overtake that ere gray hoss and scuttled past half hour agone now for a spell o your swiftness the which you can show along with any o them i reckon the air when you are pressed gee up instead of using the cruel means employed by him when waiting his mare to make her best speed he only drove the old spur against her ribs and startled her into a trot he had no desire to travel more rapidly than was consistent with caution and while trotting he kept his eyes sharply ranging along the skyline in front of him from the way his track runs was his reflection i can tell pretty nay war it's going to fetch out everything seems to go that way and so did he poor young feller never more to come back ah well if tain't possible for revine him again may it be air to squar the yards with the skunk as destroyed him the sceptre says an eye for an eye a tooth for a tooth and i reckon i'll shut somebody's daylights and spoil the use of their ivories afore i have done with him somebody as don't suspicion it neither and that same hey yonner he goes and yonner too the headless by jisophat full gallop both and dern me if the gray ain't an overtaken him they ain't comin this way 
so it ain't no use in our squattin old girl stand ready for all that he mount see us movin no fear he's too full of his frolic to look anywhere else than straight custard afore him ha just as i expected into the openin', right down it fast as keels can carry him now my mar on we go again another stage of trotting with his eyes kept steadfastly fixed upon the chaparral cap brought zeb to the timber although the chase had long since turned the angle of the avenue and was now out of sight he did not go along the open ground but among the bushes that bordered it he went so as to command a view of the clear track for some distance ahead at the same time taking care that neither himself nor his mare might be seen by any one advancing from the opposite direction he did not anticipate meeting any one much less the man who soon after came in sight he was not greatly surprised at hearing a shot for he had been listening for it ever since he had set eyes on the chase he was rather in surprise at not hearing it sooner and when the crack did come he recognized the report of a jagger rifle and knew whose gun had been discharged he was more astonished to see his owner returning along the lane in less than five minutes after the shot had been fired returning too with a rapidity that told of retreat coming back again and so soon he muttered on perceiving calhoun doggone query that air there's something amiss more and amiss i reckon ho 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 goin too as if hell awarder him maybe it's the headless itself and there's been a changin about in the chase tit for tat dern me if it don't look like it i'd give a silver dollar to see that sort of thing he 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 ho 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 long before this the hunter had slipped out of his saddle and taken the precaution to screen both himself and his animal from the chance of being seen by the retreating rider who promised soon to pass the spot and soon did he pass it going at such a gait and with such a wild abstracted air that zeb would scarce have been perceived had he been standing uncovered in the avenue just so fat mentally ejaculated the backwoodsman as the passion scathed countenance came near enough to be scrutinized if hell ain't arter it's inside o him dern me if that face ain't the ugliest picter this coon ever clapped eyes on i shed pity the wife as gets him poor miss Pointdexter. i hope she'll be able to steer clear o having such a cut throat as him to be her lord and master what's up anyhow there don't appear to be anything out of him and he still keeps on what's he bound for now i must foller and see to hum again exclaimed the hunter after going on to the edge of the chaparral and observed calhoun still going at a gallop with head turned homeward hum again for sartin now old girl he continued having remained silent till the gray horse was nearly out of sight you and me goes the other way we must find out what that shot were fired for in ten minutes after zeb had alligated from his mare and lifted up from the ground an object the stoutest heart might have felt horror in taking hold of disgust even in touching not so the old hunter in that object he beheld the lineaments of a face well known to him despite the shriveling of the skin and the blood streaks that so fearfully falsified its expression still dear to him despite death and a merciless mutilation he had loved that face when it belonged to a boy he now cherished it belonging not to anybody clasping the rim of the hat that fitted tightly to the temples zeb endeavored to take it off he did not succeed the head was swollen so as almost to burst the bullion band twisted around it holding it in its natural position zeb stood for a time gazing tenderly on his face lord o oh lordy he drawingly exclaimed what a present to take back to his father to say nothing of the sister i don't think i'll take it 
It air better to bury the thing out here and say no more about it. No, durn me, if I do, what am I thinking of? Though I don't exactly see how it may help to circumstantiate the chain o evidence. It may do something towards it. Durn query witness still be to purdue in a court of justice. Saying this, he unstrapped his old blanket, and using it as a wrapper, carefully packed within it, head, hat, and all. Then, hanging the strange bundle over the horn of his saddle, he remounted his mare, and rode reflectingly away. End of chapter 82